Welcome to Talk Time with the Trainers. I am Jessica, Bureau of Motor Vehicles trainer with the state of Indiana. And along with me, my fellow trainer, Nikita. Hello, everyone. And today we're here to talk to you about our top 10 communication tips that will make a difference in your workplace. Nikita, what do you got for us? Well, the first one I would have to say is to be authentic. Um, When I talk about authenticity, what I mean is being your unique self at all times. Authenticity isn't something that you can just develop on your own. It's something that people see in you. But how can you how can you think about this? Uh, the, the best way I would say is to reflect on how you became who you are. Uh, if you're trying to truly understand, you could try and seek genuine feedback. Um, if you're trying to express yourself to others, perhaps using some stories of your life, save those stories. Um, of course, you know, you want to make sure that you're not oversharing uh, and you want to be mindful of your context for sure. But um, also, you'll want to be mindful of introspection. Uh, definitely think about and, and try to understand who you are, and that way you can express that to others. Um, there are some resources out there to help you to do that. Um, the first one would be a DIST assessment. I know at the BMV we have predictive index, um, strengths finder, or even Young's typology or MBT. I'm sorry, MBTI assessments are uh, great tools. And you can find those even on 123test.com. And and really just think about how you are using your communication style, even if you have to adapt it to others. The second tip that I have is being positive. And if you haven't had a chance, please check out our other podcast on the power of positivity. But making sure that your communication is uplifting and positive um, engages your team to be better and produce higher results. So ensure that your communication follows the three E's. It is encouraging, empowering, and energizing to your team. What do you got for number three? So number three would have to be communicate with confidence. Um, I know when I was working in the contact center for the BMV, people would call and yell at you all the time. But I, I found that the more confidence I gained as I was going through that process and working with those individuals over the phone, um, the more confident I became, the less people yelled at me. And I realized it's not a matter of what you say, um, but it's more so how you say it. So if I say something with confidence, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's um, something a person wants to hear or they don't want to hear, they were much more willing to accept it. And it was much easier to go down with them if I said it with confidence. It was something that I meant. Absolutely. So I have tip number four for you, which is to be clear and concise, to make sure that your communication is to the point we don't need uh, a lot of fillers. We just need facts if it's a facts, fact-based um, communication. But it needs to be clean, clear, concise, 
to the point. We don't want to waste anybody's time. Time is of the essence for everyone. So if we leave out details um, or ask for a lot of unnecessary information, a lot of back and forth, it it can take away, even if that's not your overall goal. Maybe your overall goal is to have people interacting. Make sure it's the right way because in a regular traditional email per se, you want it to be clean, clear, concise, uh, and not a lot of back and forth. Yeah. So number five, uh, it's going to be building that rapport. You need to know your audience, who you're speaking to. If you, and, and this is restating number one, if you are your authentic self and they are being their authentic self, then you should have a much clearer understanding of who it is that you're speaking with and how they prefer to be communicated with and how your communication style can complement that or supplement that. Um, for example, if um, I'm talking to Jessica, I know that Jessica likes to um, talk to think rather than think to talk. So um, when I'm talking with her, I'm making sure that I've allowed her that space to be able to uh, gather her thoughts um, verbally before we settle on one idea. So that's about knowing my audience. Thank you for that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to piggyback off of that. Not only do we need to know the audience, but we number six is going to be to choose the appropriate interface to communicate. So not only do we need to know who they are um, and know how to communicate with them and flexing our, our capabilities, but we also need to know what the right manner is. Is this appropriate in an email? Is this appropriate in a meeting? Am I going to con- talk to my entire group or is this for one person individually? And it needs to be a face-to-face. Um, so knowing that, uh, we need to first identify what that message is and then what is the best way to communicate it. Remember any kind of negative information, we want to try to deliver that face-to-face if at all possible. All right. And with that, uh, we should talk about connecting. Uh, connecting through questions. That's going to be number seven. Uh, connecting through questions. I, I always like to try and give a, a tool every time. So here's my tool. You ready? Um, when you're connecting with a person using questions, you want to start off with a positive comment. That's a nice shirt you got on today. <laughs> um, you'll want to ask open-ended questions. How are, h- how are you feeling today? Uh, what's going on in your world? Um, but then you also want to make sure that you're asking questions that go beyond basic knowledge, okay? So how do you feel um, processing those transactions today? What were your thoughts? Um, and then uh, fourth, you want to make sure you're minding your nonverbals. So... Uh, I talk with my hands a whole lot. That might be distracting for some people. So I try and make sure I'm not waving too close to anybody's face. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then uh, lastly, you want to be an active listener. Um, You want to make sure that when someone's talking, you're actually listening and not just worry about what you're going to say to them next. So that was our number eight point is active listening to make sure that while you're communicating that you stop for a moment and actually listen to what's being said. So you're connecting through those questions and then you've got to stop. And so often we get caught up in our own heads trying to think about what we're going to say next. And we we've got to stop, put the brakes on and actually hear what they're saying. 
And then we've heard this time and time again, but we're going to repeat it here because it is um, our top 10 tips is to repeat back that information that proves that you are actually in that conversation and actively listening along with them. Number nine is going to have to be having empathy, but also showing respect. So um, I always like to think about it this way. Um, When you are talking to a person and they're telling you something, you want to make sure that you're, that you are putting yourself in the, in their shoes, specifically if it's something bad, but also if it's something good, you want to mirror their uh, behaviors and, and their actions. You're not copying them. You're just making sure that your energy is on the same level as, as, as uh, their energy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then as far as showing respect, that you can pick up in those nonverbals. You can pick it up in your tone, in your volume, when you're talking to that person. You want to make sure that they're making eye contact if that is the cultural norm. Um, and, and I think you'll be okay when it comes to showing respect and having some empathy. Great. I have the last one, number 10, giving constructive feedback. So we want to make sure that we do give constructive feedback. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how your team knows whether they're doing a good job or not so good job. We want to do this in real time if possible and ensure that we're not beating around the bush. We don't want to sugarcoat it. We want to give the details of what we're seeing, um, what can be done better, and also make sure constructive criticism can be positive. We want more positives out there than we want negatives. So that wraps up our top 10. So my final thought would actually be a piece of advice, and that would be to complete or conduct state interviews. So often we get the word interview connected with someone that we're bringing on board for the first time. And that's where it stops. And we stop having conversations with the people who surround us every day. And it's important to take that inventory. So if I can give you that piece of advice, it would be to conduct state interviews, set up times. It could be once a quarter. It could be once every six months, uh, whatever you would have time to, to devote to your entire team where they can talk to you one-on-one about what their future looks like, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, uh, where they see themselves in five years. But interviews that help you as a leader, keep them in the seats that they're in and keep them thriving in a productive work environment. What's your final thought, Nikita? Well, my final thought for communication is going to be beware of knee-jerk reactions. Okay, so... It's, it's interesting that um, I talked about authenticity and I talked about empathy and I talked about giving feedback, but one of those things that you have to be aware of is those knee-jerk reactions. Sometimes your first thought isn't the best one. Sometimes you really need to sit down and think about what the next steps are going to be. And that's not a problem but it's a great idea to just make sure that you're doing that before you communicate with someone else, because that knee jerk reaction may not be one appropriate Uh, Two, it may be too harsh. Um, Three, it may be a sensitive subject. So you might need to handle it with care. And that knee jerk reaction isn't very careful. Um, And, I I would suggest just always allowing that space 
for that introspection. Am I doing this? Am I about to say this for all the right reasons? Great. Great. Okay. So with that, we would like to leave you with this quote. Communication to a relationship is like oxygen to life. Without it, it dies. Tony Gatskin. Well, we hope you've gained something from today's conversation. Please join us next time on Talk Time with the Trainers.